everyone, and welcome to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I am Chris Sachs, hosting alongside my cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back. We have a jam-packed episode for you all this week, starting with the latest episode of The Mandalorian. It was an excellent one, too. Yes, we got back-to-back good ones. Chapter 12, The Siege. As always, I'm going to use the Wikipedia summary to inform you and remind you of what happened. And then me and Neil are just going to get into it and, and discuss everything just gonna that happens. going to get into it. Just going to get right. it done. So, this episode, The Razor Crest, requires further repairs before it can reach the planet Corvus. So, the Mandalorian and the child take a detour to Navarro, where they are reunited with their allies, Cara Dune and Grief Karga. While the Razor Crest is being repaired, the Mandalorian is shown how much things have improved on Navarro since he was last there, under the stewardship of Karga as Magistrate and Dune as the Marshal. The last challenge that they are facing as a, as a community is a remaining Imperial base on the planet, and the Mandalorian agrees to help them destroy it. Inside the base, they discover that it has been used for so far unsuccessful experimentation on Baby Yoda's blood, mm. which has a high M count, whatever an M-, M count is. Which I think I know. They destroy the base and escape, pursued by stormtroopers on speeder bikes and TIE fighters. Dune and Karga manage to stop the speeder bikes while the Mandalorian destroys the TIE fighters with the repaired Razor Crest. The Mandalorian and the child leave for Corvus, unaware that an Imperial spy has planted a tracker on the Razor Crest for Moff Gideon. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Neil. So, excellent. What are, what are, what, what is an M count? It's got to be midichlorians, right? I I would think so. I would think yes. so. And as got I've, I've clicked on the link, it looks like that's what it is. I will tell you this, though. As they were approaching, um, so number one, great to see an imperial base again with kind of those like octagonal uh, portals and doors and everything else, stuff that brings you back to the original saga. That It was cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been a proponent of the of them using the old timey, you know, or period accurate uh, stormtrooper gear because I think that's cool. You know, they've changed it in the Clone Wars, they've changed it in various other things and added colors and stuff. But this was nice. It's like, all right, I, this is I recognize these guys. I like it. Um, but when they're in the base and they're approaching those tubes mm-hmm. where there's bodies in there. It was tough to make out what was inside before they kind of reveal that they were testing the blood of Yoda and all this other stuff. It made me believe that maybe those were Snoke's for a second. Okay, interesting, because I did see some stuff online that said that that might have been like an allusion to yeah. Emperor Snoke. That's what I thought. As they were approaching it, I'm like, oh, Snokes, like first edition Snokes, and they're giving it a shot. And, and it was like a callback to what I said a week ago, which was 
you know, are they going to allude to the fact that the emperor is alive or allude to the fact that something's going on? Um, so that was cool. I like that. Um, using Yoda. Th so this is great for the story because at one point, no one was looking for Yoda. He, they were just trying to get him to his family. Now they're going to be back on the trail hunting for the kid because it was of several episodes there where, you know, baby Yoda was kind of safe and uh, the Mandalorian was doing all this dangerous stuff for other purposes to find information, but not to save baby Yoda. Looks like he's going to have to do that again now because they're going to be back on the hunt. They have no more blood left to mm -hmm. test. So I really liked it. I thought this was a great episode. And so, Carl Weathers can't go wrong. You, Mando. Mando. He's back. Do you think uh, like what they're using because like to me i was wondering what are they using baby yoda's blood for right so uh, obviously they're experimenting on it or whatever so do you think they're using it because snoke was a clone is that what he was he was like created yeah. or something right yeah, he was, was that what created. was happening or is that just a theory that people had because i don't know if we ever got an answer to what snoke was or did we in in the Rise bomb of Skywalker. that was Rise of Skywalker. They they did kind of give us a answer because we saw like vials with Snoke's in them. Gotcha. So um, my my assumption yeah. would then be that again because it has a high M count, they were trying to basically create force sensitive clones. Force sensitive with Baby clones, Yoda's blood, right? Force sensitive clones or and evil Yoda. Like they okay. were trying to genetically yeah. enhance the Sithness of it. Interesting. Um, or, or if you buy into the Rise of Skywalker stuff, maybe they were trying to create this diode in the Force or dyad in the Force where gotcha. they knew Yoda and, and those people were Force-sensitive for the positive and they had all this negative stuff from the Emperor, so maybe they were trying to put it together and create a super trooper very interesting um uh, i i guess we'll get some answers as the season goes on but um overall i thought this was a we got another good episode yes. action-packed um a lot of nice little um nods to things obviously there was the um the little easter egg with the the snoke possible snoke bodies right. there was the um the C3PO teacher at the school. Um, obviously, they brought back Moff Gideon to close the, the mid-season episode. But what was Moff Gideon looking at? I couldn't, I couldn't see it. Like, my eyes aren't good enough. He's in that tank. It looked like a bunch of Darth Vaders, didn't it? Essentially, it looked like serious, like... Um, what are I, I don't know if you played the um the the Jedi game oh, um the Fallen latest Car video yeah Fallen Order yeah. um there are the um the bad guys in that I'm just looking up who they were uh, I like that they're tying into video games and all versions of the media like all versions of the Star Wars story books. Video games, cartoons. Right. Oh, the Imperial Inquisitors. 
so the the game revolves around like the bad guys in this outside yeah. of like Darth Vader exists in in this this is right. before the empire falls and there are the um imperial inquisitors and that's what those uniforms looked like, looked like. they looked very similar where the imperial inquisitors kind of looked Darth Vader-esque but also were very much um like their own thing um so i i think it was possible that maybe they're doing a whole inquisitor program again and all of those inquisitors they're all um trained by uh sith lords like they were trained by darth vader um and they seem to be force sensitive and stuff like that that they would kind of get rounded up to be safe once the empire falls because people would be looking for them you'd be looking for the top generals or maybe those are clones or maybe because they were all standing there right in their little things yes they didn't seem to be sentient yet like they seem right frozen you know so could be interesting um how would you grade mando's parenting skills this week let me tell you something this is the first time we place a young impressionable-minded baby Yoda in a classroom setting. Yes. As a teacher, I approve. I'm going A on this one. Okay. Okay. What what horrible grade are you going to give him for giving I, the ba- you know, because he ate a, a cookie that might not, might have no, had no. nuts in it or no, something. No, no. So I am going to go. Uh-huh. I am going to go B plus uh, for Mando this week. All right. We cracked the B. Because, again, as you said, put him in school. Good for good for him. That's uh, that was the best place for him. You knew he was yes. gonna get taken care of. He was gonna learn a little something. Educating young baby Yoda. Um, so he definitely gets a positive grade. The only reason why I'm docking him a little bit and not giving an A is because you know, again, somebody watch what baby Yoda's eating. That's oh all. God. It's not that the cookies may be, you know, make him allergic or anything like that. It's that. <laughs> Baby Yoda throws up all over himself because of the amount of cookies that he eats. So maybe like yes. don't let him eat the full sleeve of blue cookies so that he gets sick. So like there you get knocked. But overall, much better parenting from Mando this week. And I would like to note, because we had a whole argument about this, about um, them crash landing on um, in the, the previous episode. Yes about them crash land not on the snow planet they crash land into the water yes and i said that baby yoda didn't have a seat belt on yeah baby yoda had a seat belt on as they were leaving at the end of this episode so seat belts exists in the razor crest and And he didn't have it when they were crash landing but he had it when they were Uh, leaving if, if you recall maybe that was part of the repairs he was getting How the did ship the seatbelt get torn up? Getting the ship. Maybe he didn't I'm have just a seatbelt. It's pre-Empire. You're, you're, you're reaching. You're reaching now. You're reaching. Maybe they brought um, up the code is all I'm saying. Carry on. All right. The It's Over Anakin, I Have the High Ground Award. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Who gets this for you this week? <sighs> this is the... We're giving it to the person who has the hubris of thinking that they've got them cornered, but really don't. But they really don't have the high ground, so they can't I have them cornered. 
Yes. I Instead, they're going to try to do a, a acrobatic leap over someone's head and just get their legs chopped off. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I think I'm going to have to give it to the stormtrooper. Okay. That is flung into the lava because uh, they, he tries to stop their escape before they jump into that big tank mm-hmm. and then gets pushed into that lava pit that's rising up to take over the uh, thing. I like it. Yes. I like it. I am giving it to the kid in class <laughs> who was never taught that sharing is caring. This is very true. And would not give Baby Yoda a cookie. Therefore, in turn, Baby Yoda took all of the cookies. Yes, with his force powers. Everyone's at fault in that scenario. So the boy who wouldn't share—God forbid—he gives Baby Yoda the cutest creature in the entire galaxy, a (laughs) little delicious blue, what like it looked like a macaroon or something. That's what. That's the word I was trying to yep. think of. Macaroon. Just, that's exactly what it just was. Just give him one. It's so it's so adorable, and it's like, oh, yeah. please, I want a cookie. And he wouldn't give it one. It. Unbelievable. So he gets that award this week. And then lastly, our Chewy Medal of Honor. I have the person for this. Okay. It is the blue, uh, yep. fish-like character. The minthril. The Minthril. Played is, by? Played by? Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands. Makes sense. Um, oh, actually, that's perfect. I think he did an excellent job. Um, Horatio Sands does an excellent job of acting as that character. But, you know, this is a character that was captured, that is now working off a of debt for Carl Weathers, that doesn't want to go on this mission, gets forced into this mission, and then apparently appears to be the only person on the mission that has any skills whatsoever. Without him, they don't open the door. Without him, they don't get the message telling them about the M count and what's going on. Without him, they don't uh, effectively turn off the shields protecting the base. It's like, I don't actually know why they were going to go there without him to begin with. Right. Because no, no, the three of them accomplished nothing without the Mithril. I, I probably would have given it to him as well. Um, mm. I'll pivot because you picked him. Goodbye. So I'm going to go with uh, Cara Dune well, this episode okay. because she, at the beginning takes back whatever was stolen from whoever it was from those what are those creatures with the big mouth nose things yes um so she does that she is the one who discovers the tank and basically leads the escape from the imperial base Right. right, so she rescues them there and has some good driving skills. And then at the end, she realizes snitches get stitches. They get stitches, and she doesn't. She doesn't give up the fact that Mando was there and the child was there to the, um, I guess, the X-wing fighter, right. who we've seen in previous episodes. We who, it, weird that he. I don't know why he's asking questions about Mando when he let Mando go two episodes well, ago. That was kind of weird. I think. 
there's probably been like a meeting held at some boardroom. And they're just like, no, 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 you can't let him off with a warning. Bring him in. That's not what we do. All right. Well, it's the word. We'll leave it at that this week for for Mando. We've completed the first half of the season. Very exciting. We still have four more episodes to go. Um, So we will return next week with Chapter 5, where it seems like we are going to get Ashoka Tano and the first appearance of of Rosario Dawson playing Ashoka Tano. Let's play a little rolling or trolling. This might be our longest game of rolling or trolling we're ever going to have because there is a lot going on. You know, some serious and some absurd. Starting with probably the, it's tough to say what the biggest news of the week was, Uh but this was pretty big that we finally have a decision on Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. And it has been decided that it will debut both in theaters and on HBO Max Christmas Day, a Christmas present for everyone. Um, It will only be on HBO Max for a month, but still, it's releasing right to HBO Max as it's released in theaters. Neil, are you rolling or trolling with this this decision Um, by WB? I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling because a couple things. One, I used to work in a movie theater, and for some reason, Christmas Day is a big movie going day. Yes. Which I was, I was it's surprised. A big release at. day. Yeah, it's a big release day. People go, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense to me. Uh, as far as the COVID of it all, and is this really financially sound? Does it make sense? Why not just go right to streaming? If you want to try it, try it because that's probably a, a movie where people would make an attempt to go see it live. Like that, I, I, I granted that makes sense. Like if you released you know, some of the stuff we're going to talk about in a minute uh, in theaters, I'd be like, you're wasting your time. This, that might be worth a live screening. To go to HBO Max, also, I'm rolling. I think it makes perfect sense. But, and maybe you can explain, why a month? Um, So that just has to do with, like, certain rights and stuff. So you know how, um, like, a movie will be in theaters for, let's say, like, three months. Yeah. And then it's not really anywhere for a couple months. Right. And then and it, it gets distributed DVD. by DVD and to yeah. streaming. And then it goes to certain like TV channels, potentially. Right. So like it might go on FX for a few months. And then it goes to HBO and like stuff like that. So that's really what it is. It's like because they make those ne- negotiations before the movies even so released the to theaters. So that's yeah. kind of what they're just um, staying true to is those original contracts to all those other. But who, like, is there a WB or WB? Is there a, essentially, is there a Warner Brothers app? Because they own DC. So uh, Warner Brothers owns, is, is Time Warner, which owns which HBO. HBO. Um, so but I guess whatever whatever deals they have with all of these other places right. for for the rights to show Wonder Woman 1984, there needs to be some sort of grace period uh, between the movie releasing in theaters and going to their these other things. All right. Yeah, their I, platform. 
I think uh, so I it's think all it's is, all just like financial stuff. I think I think this I was think the right get over de- that quick. Oh, definitely. I think this yeah. was the right decision for WB. Um, I know a lot of people are saying, well, what about like why not? Like, does this mean that Black Widow now will come out on Disney Plus? There's a little bit of a different situation because Disney Plus has actually been doing very, very well with their subscriber base. True. HBO Max has not gotten that same sort of traction. So I think they're realizing that obviously they release it to theaters because they're contra- contractually obligated to. They have to do yeah. that um, with the different chains. They know they're not going to make their money back with that or come close, but it's also going to release internationally as well where they're going to make the bulk of their in-theater money. Um, and then it's going to HBO Max because they're trying to get subscribers. Well, here's the thing. And so you're rolling with it then, obviously. I'm rolling with it, yes. But don't you think that part of the problem HBO had is they have just gone through too many personal changes? Like Netflix has Netflix and DVD Netflix. Disney is Disney Plus. Uh, You know, whatever, Showtime, Showtime. HBO has had HBO Now, HBO Go, HBO Max. Yeah, it was a little around. It was a little convoluted in the beginning. Now it's strictly HBO Max. I th- I personally think HBO Max is like sn- sneakily one of the better streaming services. Okay. It has some of the best content that anyone has, especially considering it has all of the HBO content and HBO right. shows tend to be some of the best just in general. And then you've got all the, the Warner brothers movies and stuff like that. Um, so you've got the big, all the DC movies you have on there. You have uh, like the matrix movies you have. Um, they come and go, but the Harry Potter movies and you have the Lord of the Rings franchise. Right. You, they, they have a ton, a ton, a ton of, of content on that service. And if you already have HBO on TV, like mm-hmm. if you subscribe to the cable channel, you get HBO Max for free. Well, so there's no reason to not get HBO Max if you have it for cable, if you're already paying for it, because they're both right. the same price, $15 a month. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think people should ju- definitely be thinking about um maybe converting from if they can't afford all these streaming services, maybe pivoting from one thing to HBO Ooh. max. The question yeah, is what would you true. cut out? Right, right, right. That's a whole episode. <clears throat> yeah. We, we could talk about that another yeah, time. Maybe we out? rank the streaming services. What else um, you got? I'm rolling, man. Rolling and trolling. All right. More big news. Deadpool three is reportedly moving forward with an R-rated sequel at Disney. Good, good. I was afraid Disney wasn't going to have the (sighs) scrotal fortitude to deal with this. Um, Good. They should have an R-rated movie. That's what makes it funny. That's why we go to see that particular character. That's what that character is. Ryan Reynolds doing an excellent job. Ready to see a third movie. I'm rolling. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic movie. Yep. They are, I'm rolling with it too. They are apparently, Ryan Reynolds is going to be working hand in hand with Kevin Feige. Um, 
on the sequel. It could possibly be the first X-Men movie um, in the MCU, but it's also going to be under the um, the Century 21 um, umbrella. Okay. The, you stick with that. So you're not going to see the the castle with the shooting right. star right. going over right. it before you watch a R-rated that Deadpool 3 That's movie. Um, yeah, so I'm rolling with it too. And then our, some more Marvel news. Black Panther 2 will reportedly film July 2021. Uh-huh. They are adding Narcos Mexico star... I don't know how to pronounce his first name, Tanakh Huerta, as yes. the villain. And it's been reported by THR that the character of Shuri, played by Letitia Wright, will probably take on more of a prominent role. Now, it's not confirmed if she's taking the mantle yeah. of Black Panther, but it is definitely confirmed that no matter what we get, we are not getting a CGI recreation of Chadwick Boseman. Okay. So that's all the Black Panther 2 news. Rolling or trolling? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm rolling because it was such a tour de force when it came out, the first mm-hmm. one, that it, it, deserves like a, it deserves a chance. I'm also kind of torn because I think, I think he was key to its success, mm-hmm. like so key to it working um, that – maybe they should just kind of shelve this and be like, all right, it worked, but we'll have to figure out a way to work it in another time. Um, I probably, if I'm, if I'm doing like, if I'm the, in the room advising people, I pass the mantle to someone in another movie. Like I fold that into a, into a captain movie. I fold that into a Thor movie. I fold that into something else where you see the mantles passed, and now whenever that character shows up, like the Hulk, they just kind of show up in other people's films. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. I'm definitely interested to see how they're going to approach this, and obviously they're going to do something huge to honor Chadwick yeah, Boseman and to T'Challa. I'm interested to see if they just recast the role or if they move on, um, but. I'm going to roll with it just because from everything that I saw in remembrance of yeah. Chadwick Boseman, he, it seems like, and I don't want to speak for him, obviously, but it seems right. like this is what he would want. He would want yeah. this to continue on because this is really is his legacy. And this role was so important to him and, this movie was so important to so many people around the world. Like I can't, I don't think it can be understated, like how important this was to a lot, a lot of people. Um, And they did such a great job with it. And it was so important to him and making sure that he did it right. And he really did in the first movie. And so I think he would want it to continue on. So in that sense, I'm rolling with it. I'm glad they're moving forward with the sequel. Um, I think they should move forward with it. I and I, I believe that they're going to do their best to be as um, as honorable as possible in doing so. Okay. 
So I'm I'm gonna be optim I'm being optimistic. Optimistic. Oh, I'm with you on that train. I'll be optimistic. Give it a shot. Thor: Love and Thunder, another upcoming Marvel movie, and it was confirmed. This actually, I think, was a bit of news that we missed that we could have mentioned in last week's episode. It's been okay. confirmed that um, Chris Pratt's uh, Star Lord is officially joining the cast. All right, I'm in. Interesting. So you're rolling. Well, I'm rolling. I here's my issue. It's all the news we have. Is That's that he's officially in? I'm rolling with him joining it. Um, I'm trying to remember the final moments because he goes back with his crew. Like they don't break up. They're they're in the crew, but Thor is with them on the ship. Thor is with them on the ship. So this is a Thor movie. That's technically a uh guardians of the galaxy joint the the weird thing interesting thing is they don't mention any of the other guardians of the galaxy they only mention chris pratt has joined the cast so i don't know if maybe it's the guardians of the galaxy they make a cameo and chris pratt is like because at the end of they do their own adventure at the end yeah maybe because at the end of um end game they kind of have like a friendly rivalry between right. each other, you know, right. where they're both saying they're the captain of the ship and the whole thing. Um, and so I wonder if maybe the plot line for that is like Chris Pratt is trying to get Thor out of there <laughs> and just like, Oh, I'll help you find where right, you need right. to go where so you that you to don't go. have That's... to be in my space anymore. I love that. I, that is, that it, would be I'd funny if they did that. Um, and obviously this movie is, going to i just don't know if this movie is going to be so all over the place i trust taika he did such a great job um but you also are going to have natalie portman returning that's my and they are doing we are it seems like we definitely are because we're going to get that storyline which apparently was like a big big hit in the comics yeah um I think it was, I I forget what it was, Mighty Thor or something like that, where Jane Foster, she's, I don't think this is spoilers because we don't, I don't, I'm not spoiling what the end of it is. This is how it begins. Jane Foster is somehow fighting cancer and becomes worthy and becomes Thor. So as a side job, she's Thor while in her daily life, she's battling with cancer. Right. Um, And it was apparently like one of the best runs in on a comic book in the last decade here's my only issue with that she like she was too good to come back and make appearances when we needed her but now that we're going to make her thor natalie portman can carve out time in her schedule yeah i can see that i could see how you'd be a little bitter towards natalie portman for not wanting to make an appearance in what ended up being the best of the three Thor movies. Correct. And maybe it's the best because we were without Natalie Portman. It also could have been, maybe she wasn't wanted back. Maybe they were like, we're going to take a pause on you, Natalie. We're going to take a pause. We don't know that she turned it down. I don't know. I I heard that that was the scuttlebutt, uh, you know, at the time in the the news, in the various news medias. But yeah, I'm going to roll with it. Okay. I'm, I'm rolling with it too. I think we're going to be rolling on a good amount of this. Um, well, maybe we've got one coming up that I, I 
just, I don't know what you're going to say to it, but I have to bring it up. Um, so this one, Sylvester Stallone, speaking of people joining casts, is officially joining the cast of The Suicide Squad, which seems late Ooh. in the game because they already did huge announcements of everyone yeah. and they've been filming for however long. Are you rolling or trolling with... I don't know if it's going to be a cameo role or something, but it says he's joined the cast of Suicide Squad. I, huh. Okay. I have to, I have to clarify. I'm rolling on Stallone. I'm trolling the film. Okay. I don't think we needed another Suicide Squad movie. Um, but I love to watch Stallone do things. And I thought he did a great job in, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I was going to say this is James, James Gunn is obviously wrote and is yeah. directing the Suicide Squad. Um, and he had Sylvester Stallone in like a bit role in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I would imagine that he's doing the same thing here in this movie yeah. where he's just on screen for like comes in to film for a day. He's on screen for a, a 10 minutes and then he's done. Where's the ring of trash around New York? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I can't wait to see what they do with him. Um, but I do hope they bring him back to Guardians of the Galaxy. I do too. Yeah, I do too. We'll see because that's that will be um, that will be James Gunn's next thing. I think they're currently filming the TV show Peacemaker, right? Which is the TV show spinoff of the Suicide Squad, which makes me think that the movie is going to be good because I have faith in James Gunn to make a good weird team up movie, considering he's already done it twice to take obscure characters and make it good. so, yeah, and then his next thing will be Guardians of the Galaxy after that show. Um, continuing, our last bit of Marvel news. <laughs> yes. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Has been doing press for his role as Vision in the upcoming WandaVision show. Yes. And in an interview, he confirmed that Vision has a purple piece. Ah, does he now? Yes, he does. Purple piece. Yep. Well, I think that makes sense. I think, all right, so let's discuss. So Disney has taken over. I think, I think this is, quite frankly, I think this is good news. I think, I think it was Paul Bettany's purple piece that got us to an R-rated Disney, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool. Okay. So if, if, if Deadpool, if the success of Deadpool is leveraged on the, on the heft of, of Bettany's purple piece. Oh, well, then it's worth it. Speaking of here's the direct cl- quote, he's purple yeah. vision can change his density. So there's that. So there's that. All right. I support it. I support. I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm rolling. They just sold another ticket to the show. I want to okay. see what's going on, why it matters, number one. And because and, like, apparently it's going to be an issue of the show. So I want to see that episode. 
I, so I am, I guess I'm going to roll with it too. And How this, and now we're, we're now a canceled podcast probably after this. Oh, without um, a doubt. So I'm, without I'm going to roll with it just for like, you know, it makes sense. And for continuity sake, he's a purple person. A so purple person. it would makes sense that you know there's a there's a purple people eater joke in there somewhere somewhere on. in there that we somewhere. won't touch on um <laughs> i guess you know that would make wanda the purple people eater um, indeed purple indeed. wiener Person. eater um <laughs> anyways <carry> <laughs> uh i guess this show we're gonna have to preface the beginning of this that there is adult content um i, I yes but is there I mean, but okay, carry on. Yeah. We weren't too vulgar. No. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of his. Conan O'Brien is Negative. ending his late night talk show. It's about time. But launching a weekly HBO Max variety show. It's enough as it we've had too much. Enough of him. Enough of him, enough of his hair, enough of his lanky uh uh non comedy. Enough. Wow. Yes, I don't enjoy him. I don't see the benefit of Conan. I'm not a big Conan guy either, so I'm going to troll it as well. Yeah. I know he was on. He was a writer for Saturday Night Live for a while, so maybe a return to a variety show um, would work. And I do feel like his funniest stuff comes from when he does like sketches and not so much monologues and interviews and stuff like that. So maybe... The, the variety show will be a little bit better than his talk show. Um, but I'm going to troll for now because I'm not a big, I'm not yeah, a big Conan O'Brien fan. Um, after two successful 21 Jump, Jump Street films, star Channing Tatum and directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who are obviously famous for that. They're famous Indeed. for the Lego movie. They're famous for being writers and directors on Community. Oh, I. They are reuniting to develop a, quote, tongue-in-cheek thriller set in the world of Universal Pictures' legacy of famous movie monsters, according to Deadline. Are you rolling or trolling with a Phil Lord, Chris Miller, Channing Tatum, Universal movie monster movie? movie. I I guess it's going to be... There was a lot of... There's a lot detail in yeah. that sentence. So if I'm going to parse it out, it's a movie about, about the universal monsters, monsters in pleurisy, some capacity, right? In that world, in that world, and it, a it la be, Twenty One Jump Street, a la Twenty One Jump Street. It's like they took kind of Twenty One Jump Street, the TV show, and turned it into the comedy movie with Channing Tatum. They're going to okay. do the same exact thing with I some sort of universal monster it. capacity. I'm for it. However, however, I'm going to roll with it because I think that gets us a step closer to the Abbott and Costello meet the monsters. That's what I was going to say. I am rolling with it if they have some sort of aspect throwback to the meet the monster Abbott and Costello movies. That is what I like. I think that would be funny. I think it's been a while since we've seen something like that. I'll say this though, Channing Tatum. There's he's I'm fifty fifty. He's got to hit me just right. 
Like, yeah, you know. I mean, he's he's fine. He he does he does some good stuff. He was he's good acceptable. in Twenty One Jump Street movies. Yeah. But is um, he the one we really? He made an interesting cameo in The Hateful Eight. I thought he was pretty yeah. good in that. Yeah. Um. He actually, I actually liked the movie that he was in when they were doing all the the um White House hostage movies. Oh yeah, the where, White House Down or. Yeah, I liked I liked the one him and Jamie Foxx did more than the Gerard Butler version of that. Right, right. Well, so you know, uh, like I said, he he's out there, he's famous, he's doing things, he's not going away. But when it comes to like comedy and comedy teams, I feel like we could cast this movie better. But but I'm gonna roll with it. The Coming to America sequel. It has a release date. It's going to be releasing on Amazon. Okay. Amazon Prime Video. And that date is now March 5th, 2021. We were supposed to get it in a couple weeks if it was going to be releasing in theaters. Obviously, that changed. Now we're getting it March 5th, 2021. Are you rolling or trolling? I'm rolling. I hope that they market it better than they've been marketing it. I haven't if seen I have anything to, about it. Have they yeah, come out with a trailer yet? Exactly right. Nothing. Yeah. So if we were supposed to get it in a couple of weeks, now's when I should have been hearing about it. If mm-hmm. it's coming to Amazon, I'd like to see some some trailers. I'd like to see some commercials or, you know, the background, like the background art is sometimes movies while you're looking for your other movie. I'm in because A, Eddie Murphy has been missing from our lives for too long. He's done things. He's been, this has been like the kind of comeback for him. But I, I deeply love Eddie Murphy. I think he is mm. hysterical. I think his appearance on Saturday Night Live when he hosted uh, is all the evidence anyone needs that he has not missed a beat in comedy, that you need to put him back out there. And honestly, like this is the, the other reason I love this is you you need to give him something or you need to let him do his thing yeah like let play every character and do whatever he wants yes don't shoehorn him in to other stuff like let him be eddie murphy so i'm i'm real excited i'm ready i'm rolling 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 with it too i i don't even need to add anything else to that um i don't know if you've played this game it's a game. We're we're going a little outside of our box, but not really. I'm ready. So this was announced by HBO earlier in March. It was announced that it was in development. Uh, the based on the game The Last of Us, I HBO recommended it. Yes, HBO has now officially greenlit the show for the full series. So it's going to be developed. Um, beyond just the pilot episode, it sounds like we're getting a f- at least a full season of did, The Last of Us. Did we talk about this? Is it not the original game? Is it now the the girl without the guy, or is it so based on the they made game? they made? I believe this is based on the original game, which was okay. the first one. They the Sony did come out with a part two that right. came out a few months ago. I haven't played it yet. I haven't gotten it yet. I think it's on sale now. I might get it. Um, okay. But yeah, it would be based on The Last of Us 1, which 
was uh, a great game and not only that but could have just been like a 10 12 hour however long it took to play like it was basically a movie correct um and the twist it had at the end was one of the all-time twists in in anything that was agreed i am down for this here's what i'm afraid so i'm rolling here's what i'm afraid of um uh, and the other thing is like it takes a lot for me to buy a video game anymore like i need something to be good i need it to be a real experience like immersive um so like you suggested that to me when it came out and i was still like six months or a year behind the time and i came to a late but i loved it like you said it was like a movie here's what i'm afraid of are they going to suffer from walking dead fatigue are people zombied out? Are people apocalypsed out? After 2020, are they looking for this? Like, is this going to get hurt from all that? I don't know that they are because at least this has a little bit of a different approach than The Walking Dead. Yeah. And they're not just going to string it along to get as many possible seasons as they can. Like, that's True. what The Walking Dead is. It's yeah. literally somehow zombies still exist or people still exist. Like, one or the other would have been gone by now, right? So uh, they're now 10, 11, 12 seasons in, and they're still facing the same exact problems that they had in the first season. So, like, this is a little different. Um, I, th- I think this will not be very many seasons. Maybe it'll be two. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. the first season will be The Last of Us Part 1 and the second season will be Part 2 or whatever it is. Some version, um, yeah. They're not going to linger longer than they have to, especially they, knowing uh, HBO. That's true. They do. They they really are good at their craft. Yeah. They know. They what totally they're screwed they're up not gonna, Game of Thrones, but they're and, very good at their craft. You know, video game content scares me because we haven't gotten very good like video game movies when they've tried to do it and things like that. But the fact that HBO, they're the ones who are doing this and developing this show, that makes me more confident that it's going to be good on top of the fact that it's a genuinely like masterpiece of a game. Agreed. Lethal Uh, Weapon 5 has been confirmed to be moving forward by Mel Gibson Mel. while he was doing press for his Santa movie, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, um, Fat Man, that's cool. Yeah, Fat Man. Um, it will have the original cast, yes. Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, returning with the first film's director, Richard Donner. Richard Donner, Dick Donner. Let me tell you something. This is... I'm so excited for this. I kind of wish it's going to be set at Christmas because that was the backdrop of the first film, like Die Hard, Lethal Weapons, a Christmas movie. Um, I think Danny Glover is a national treasure. Um, I'm sure they're going to bring back uh, Rene Russo, who, you know, maybe not the best actress in the world, but had her time and was good. Um, And... Mel Gibson, I get it. He's controversial. I understand, you know, as humans, when the higher-ups tell us we're not supposed to like someone anymore, we have to turn our backs on them and make them a non-person. But Mel Gibson makes really watchable movies. When he is on screen, 
his movies are watchable. Edge of Darkness, when he was trying to come back after all that. Edge of, and it was like a strange movie. Edge of Darkness, really watchable movie. Didn't see it. Oh. And then he, he made a couple like strange ones when he was out in the wilderness and he wasn't allowed to make movies in Hollywood. But they were watchable. It's like Didn't these strange I think movies, but they're watchable. The, the only Mel Gibson movie that I saw post him just revealing how much of a scumbag he is is um, Daddy's Home 2. Yeah. Which actually, weirdly, I enjoyed was a funny movie. Yes, because <laughs> it's really watchable with him in it, and it was a funny movie. Um, look, he's had his struggles. He's an alcoholic uh, by his own admission. Yep. Um, and, you know, people do things. There's no excuse other than to say he's had, you know, he, he had a bad time, and he got caught at a bad time, and he said some things he shouldn't have said. However, in, in Babylon, which is Hollywood, who, who's really qualified to cast the, the, a stone? You know, and every That's day is a, new, is a new horrible person revealed. And, yeah. So I don't think we need to cancel the legacy of his films, the Lethal no. Weapon films, the Mad Max films, mm-hmm. Patriot, Braveheart, um, Air America. It, you know, I even love the movie What Women Want, which... I think is like a hysterical romantic comedy with him. Um, so I just, I, I'm ready for this and I'm ready to see, like I'm ready for lethal weapon. Um, so, I think that's genius. So I'm going to roll with um, Mel Gibson and especially Danny Glover being able to just keep getting them checks. Um, yes. I am trolling a geriatric lethal weapon. Movie. I just, I don't need Murtaugh and Riggs coming back as 70-year-old men. Well, they definitely... I just don't need that. So, like, I think, like, studios and movies hang on to their actors for too long. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I again, like, I don't want to be ageist and say, like, these people shouldn't be getting parts. So that's why I'm saying, okay. like, I'm rolling with them being able to still get work because it's not yeah. easy to continue to get work as you are an aging actor. Correct. But, like, I don't think franchises uh, follow the James Bond um, right. path enough where it you you just recast the roles and keep it going. There's no reason yeah. why you can't recast but, Briggs right, but, and, and Murtaugh. There's no well, there, reason I, why you can't. Other than the fact, like, yes, obviously Mel Gibson and Danny Glover are Riggs and Murtaugh. That's right. fine if that's your argument. But at the same time, way back in the day, wouldn't you have said the same thing about Sean Connery and, and James Bond? And it continued Correct. on and it was fine and we still enjoyed it. But there's source movies. material. That's the difference. Like, if you're going to recast Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, just make a different movie. Make a different cop movie. Like, you, you make a that's rock, fair. Chris Hart cop movie. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like, that's... So, that's my... That's where I disagree with you there. You know, with James Bond, that was so, like a British staple and they, they went through their all the territories, you know, they got a Scotsman, an Englishman, an Australian, an Irishman to play it, you know, so I get that. No, but Riggs and Murtaugh, this is who these people are. And it just, 
let them act it till they die, and then we'll move on and make a different movie. And At what Donner point is Danny Glover actually too, too old, old for that shit? He is. <laughs> like, right now, he's too old for, for four shit. movies. He was too old, yes. and the fourth one came out over a decade ago. He's deeply too old now. Here's my thing. They just can't be beat cops again. They've got to have been promoted to some kind of desk job, and, and then they're, they're called out there because someone's kidnapped or something happened. Or so. It can't be like, we're going to stop a crime because we're detectives still at 70 years old. Eh. I mean, in the first movie, Danny Glover was retiring from the police force. Right. And that was 1980. He's still coming back for a fifth right. movie. So, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Um, this one might be a quick one. The Scream 5 is a thing that's happening, and the title has be, been confirmed. Yeah. Scream 5 is going to be called Scream. Which is that's stupid. This is, this is the height of stupidity why like so you're you already, trolling i'm gonna troll the name i'm gonna <laughs> right troll the that's name. that's what i'm asking yeah i'm rolling with the film i'm trolling the name i i i love putting a number after a movie like give me another lethal weapon give me another die hard give me another even though they've been like like you know that last die hard sucked if they told me oh there's gonna be die hard nine i'm like oh christ let's go see it and and i will be there um Scream. I love the screams. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox in, in movie roles because they let her act once. Now she's got a franchise. Um, David Arquette has to be praying every year that someone decides to make another Scream movie just so that he can have a career. Um, I'm, I'm for it. I love it. However, why do this to us? You know, you had Friday the 13th one through 11 and then they made a reboot friday the 13th you but had, this also isn't going to be a reboot it's, it's going to be a sequel which makes no sense right. look at halloween halloween I, you had halloween movies one through six mm-hmm. then rob zombie made halloween and halloween two and then they rebooted it again which was a sequel called halloween Right. Like, come on, just stop yourself. It's already difficult enough. Just call it Halloween 5. I am trolling, especially because of the missed opportunity to put the the 5 as the S. Yes, scream. And just do that. That would have been genius. Just do, do scream with the, the S is is the five at the beginning Chris, you, just you know scream a four. better marketing I, scream four should the a should have been the four yes scream three the e should have been the three also just, yes come on what are we doing this here this is low-hanging fruit good for you yes anyways there's also going to be a new predator movie that was announced With, um, i don't think we need uh, to spend a lot of time on that um, the only thing that I saw was that it's the um, 10 Cloverfield Lane director, uh, Dan yeah. Trachtenberg, is attached to it. I'm not sure we need that. So we're getting another what, Predator though. movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to troll it because I saw the last Predator movie, which was kind of like a semi-reboot, I guess. And um, it was I'll tell you better what. than I thought it was going to be, but uh, Sight, we need another one. Sight Unseen. I'm going to roll with it. Until I get news that it is not going to star either 
Arnold Schwarzenegger or Danny Glover. No, not Danny Glover. Yes, Danny Glover was in Predator 2. Oh, he was in Predator 2. I thought you were going to say, um, uh, what's his Carl face? Weathers. Carl, Carl Weathers. Right. No, no. Danny Glover was in Predator 2, Predator in New York, or whatever gotcha. it was. Um, but that was like set in the future, I think. So I, I don't think the two men could be in the same film. But I'm going to roll until they tell me neither one of them is in, then I'm going to troll. Neil, are you familiar with the, the old Nickelodeon show, Drake and Josh? I am aware that that, was that it exists. Yes. So Drake, Drake mm-hmm. Bell. Yeah. He surprised people, apparently, um, with reports of him changing his name and moving to Mexico. Hello. He changed his name to Drake Campana. Which is the Spanish word for Bell. Okay. And apparently, he's been recording songs in Spanish, and they're becoming hits in Mexico. Are you rolling or trolling with this life decision that Drake Bell has made for himself to just decide he's Mexican now, I think? Mind you, he's very white. If if we could... Build red hair white around him. I would pay for it. (laughs) Um, I think we need to troll him. I think that is ridiculous. Uh, You know what? Good for him finding a way to make a buck after the show ended. But why? Why? I am. I am trolling the cultural appropriation and rolling with the entrepreneurial um, ingenuity. That's very, very nice of you. Yes. I'm trolling it all. Big news with, with the the holiday season coming up and, and, you know, we're about to approach Thanksgiving and then we get Christmas. Um, Officially, according to Dr. Fauci, Santa Claus is immune to COVID-19. Oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. Dr. Fauci. Again, we don't need to get political, but like, it's nice that someone in power is thinking about the kids. Like, it's just nice that he came out and was like, oh, well, of course, you know, Santa doesn't have to worry. He's going to be fine, kids. Right. Because someone else, and we won't say who. He is not a super spreader. Yeah. Someone else would definitely be standing next to him saying, you know, oh, he's just going to spread it everywhere and the reindeer are going to crap on your roof and everything's horrible. Like, just, it's nice to be nice. So, I'm good. I'm glad. That's good news. Yes, I'll roll with anything Yeah, positive, Santa-related. And then we're ending because, you know, a, a good stream isn't good without some snacks. Oh, hello. And maybe a, a bit of a, a soda. You know, you splurge a little bit. You're feeling a little, you know, whatever. So two food news items. One, gluten-free Oreos are coming for us in January. (laughs) Gluten-free Oreos. Are going to be official in January, and they're not like one of those temporary Oreo flavor things. They are here to stay. Well... I'll allow it. I mean, gluten's a thing. Um, and 
I'll roll with it. Okay, I'm going to roll with it too. And the the reason being is the only reason why this is included in rolling and trolling is because my wife is gluten-free, not by choice, because she's actually allergic to it, people. So don't go judging. And so she deserves to be able to eat Oreos too. Indeed. Now this one, I'm just going to read the announcement from Pepsi. Okay. With travel limited and normal Thanksgiving plans scrapped, many are confronting the reality that they'll be in charge of making some daunting traditional Thanksgiving dishes. Pepsi is recognizing the amateur bakers who, despite the best intentions, can't seem to get their family recipe right and are setting off a fire alarm or two in the process. America's most iconic dessert, apple pie, is a staple of the fall season, but a lot can go wrong in the hours it takes to make and bake. Pepsi apple pie invokes a sense of comfort and nostalgia. And with just the twist of a cap, it's a lot easier to enjoy than baking a homemade apple pie from scratch. Wait, it's a drink? Are you rolling or trolling with Pepsi's new flavor, apple pie? Oh my God. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. This is stupid. This is like enough. Why? I didn't realize as you were reading it, I'm like, where are they going with this? It's a drink. It's like Thanksgiving in your mouth. What's wrong with you? This is, look, at first, I'm a Coca-Cola person. So if Coke wants to, if Coca-Cola wants to endorse us or, you know, give us money to do our show, I'm a Coca-Cola person. Uh, Pepsi, you have trolled us since your inception. Since Pepsi was born, they did all these different things. Then, then they came out with Pepsi Light or Pepsi uh, Clear, where it was like it 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 looked like it water. It was nothing. It was nothing, and it was. But it all it, it was horrible. Um, and then you know Pepsi Free, Pepsi Clear, Pepsi This and That. Enough, enough. This is outrageous. This this is out. Outrageous. In fact, I'm offended by this. Like, just what, what more, how, what saps they must think we are that we're going to go out and buy Pepsi apple pie and you know this is going to taste like crap. Uh, I am, I'm going to roll with the hard oh, sell that they make stop. because the that madness. is something to, to seriously make a statement like that. This is I'm what's trolling. Wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> Pepsi apple pie. There though. you go. There um, you go. <laughs> they are, they sell it like they're <laughs> convinced this is a great idea. Oh, this is going to be the next best. Th- that's their problem. They're always convinced. But they're not the, like they're uh, selling it like it, they think it's a great idea. But at the same time, you know, they don't think it is because <laughs> how much of a stretch is it that it's like, oh, for Thanksgiving, everyone right. needs apple pie. It's so American. Pepsi apple pie. Pepsi. Apple but you're pie. all horrible bakers. So just oh, have Pepsi God. instead. I like the tongue-in-cheek nature of it. However, it's, abs- it's what it's crazy. Uh, here's the here's the thing: there are probably so many chemicals in this Pepsi apple pie to make it taste or smell like apple pie 
that that's probably the cure for COVID. Mm. Whatever concoction of, of rancid flavored chemicals that they put in this drink to get it somewhat close to Apple-esque, I'm telling you, if this is, it's going to be a misery. Also, here's a novel idea. Why don't you just go out and buy apple juice? You idiots. It's not sugary enough. It's oh not pie enough, you know? Like, literally, that's what apple juice is. So, all Basically. right. Let's just carry on. That's madness. Well, that's going to do it for us with rolling or trolling. But mm. we are bringing back a, a fan favorite. Okay. One that... Uh, a couple of our fans and by a couple, I mean the only two people that listen to this podcast other than us have requested. And that is stream it, skip it, or add it to the watch list. Yeah. So we had four trailers to, to watch and look at this week. The first being Tom and Jerry. Yeah. An adaptation of the classic Hanna-Barbera property, which reveals how Tom and Jerry first meet and form their rivalry. Neil, you watched the trailer. I watched the trailer. Are you streaming it, skipping it, or adding it to your watch list? I'm streaming it. I think we actually mentioned this a while back when it was first a concept, but no trailer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm streaming it. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I like to see uh, movies like this. I'm a, I'm a, none of them have ever gotten as close to the success um, or just the quality of Roger Rabbit, mm -hmm. where it's human uh, cartoon interaction. But I enjoy, you know, the effort. I enjoy what's trying to be done there. And from the from the trailer, it's a it's a unique idea. The the mouse takes over or takes residency in a hotel. They want to exterminate them, so they call in a cat, and there's going to be hijinks all over the hotel. I'm in. I okay. don't care for Martinez, 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 Martinez. Who's the girl? Chloe something. Oh, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Moretz. I, she, you know, again, she's another one where it's like 50-50. So, so far, she's my concern about the movie. Otherwise, I'm, stream I'm streaming it. I... I think I'm skipping it, to be honest with you. Maybe it's a borderline watch list skip. It's got a lot of people in it. Obviously, you just mentioned uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. It's got Michael Pena, who I like. It's got Rob yes. Delaney. It's got Colin Jost. It's got Ken Jeong. Um, oh. So it's got, surprisingly, a lot of people in it. I'm trolling because I actually think that movie quality has gotten too good for just like cartoons to be in the real world. So like I think back to like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or right. Space Jam, stuff like that, where you have like the cartoons who are in the real world or the real people with the cartoons. But I think like this is too high definition. Like movies now are too high definition for 2D cartoons to be in it. Okay. So that's kind of why I'm I'm – I think I'll probably skip it. I, I just, I, it's something weird. To, I don't think it looks right. I just think yeah, it looks weird to me. I can go for that. Um, okay. The next trailer that we watched um, is a film based on a, a book, I believe, um, called Chaos Walking. 
It yeah. stars Tom Holland of Spider-Man fame, and it stars Daisy Ridley of the most recent uh, Star Wars trilogy, and also Mads Mikkelsen is in it. Um, it's a dystopian world where there are no women, and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds called noise. And then, obviously, Daisy Ridley's character lands on the planet or whatever, and she's the only girl. Are you rolling or, or not? Sorry, rolling or trolling. I'm in that mode. Are you right. streaming it, streaming watch it, list in it, skipping it, or adding it to your watch list? I'm going to stream it. Normally, okay. I'm a hard sell on these things. I'm going to stream it. I like the concept. I think the kid is good, Tom Holland. I want to see him in other things. Um, Daisy Ridley, same thing. I want to see if these two sink or swim when they're outside of their uh, franchises and they're doing other things. Mads Mikkelsen, I'd watch him you know, read the uh, phone book. I think he's a good actor. With the concept of um, the concept of everybody can hear their own thoughts is going to present kind of a cutesy, he's probably thinking something inappropriate and she's going to call him on it, moments in the film, as well as whatever chaos they're going through. It's going to be action-y. So I'm, I like the concept. I like the idea. I'm going to stream it. Yeah, I'm interested in the concept that I think I'm going to add it to my watch list. Um, just because, uh, I don't know, I don't have like that much interested, interest in it where I need to see it like right when it comes out. Right. I like the actors that are in it, but I never read the book. It's, you know, it's not a big franchise or anything like that. It had a bunch of, I believe it had a bunch of delays in production and stuff that weren't COVID relate, related mm -hmm. prior to this. I think this movie was finished like two years ago and, okay. and it's coming out in the next couple months. So that's usually not a great sign uh, for a movie. Um, so I'm, I'm going to add it to the watch list for now and see what the, what the general consensus is and how people feel about it before I give it a shot. Groovy. Um, next one, we can be heroes. We this can be is heroes. a Netflix original and it is the sequel of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which came out, I don't know how long ago, um, which was a spinoff from the Spy Kids movies. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, writer and director. Um, are you streaming, skipping, or adding it to your watch list? I am skipping, trolling, denouncing, disparaging, and or otherwise flaming this film. I think if there was one thing we did not need, it was a continuation in the story and the fading arc of the Spy Kids world and the, and the Shark Boy and Lava Girl of it all. Yeah, this is another one where I'm so confused about the amount of people that are like you act, at least know or recognize that are in this movie. You've got yeah. Pedro Pascal, Pedro the Mandalorian himself, mm -hmm. uh, Priyanka Chopra, probably most famous for uh, marrying a Jonas brother, but still Christian <laughs> Slater. <laughs> okay. Um, Boyd Holbrook, who's been in stuff. Um, he's been in stuff. He was the bad guy in Logan. 
Listen, probably most well known for. I just, I, I'm, sk- I'm skipping it as well. I'm just yeah. shocked that there's, you know, we've got to draw the anyone line of some sort of notoriety uh, in in this movie. Um, last bit is going to be a, a little different than our usual. This is actually a game. It's been announced that oh, yes. a new James Bond game is going is in development with the makers of the hitman games apparently it's going to it might be some sort of james bond origin story um and we're going to get our first real james bond game since like gamecube so are you playing it skipping it or adding it to your playlist i'm going to stream it play it i'm gonna i'm gonna do it right and when it's first release uh i go back to n64 goldeneye yep and i loved 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 that game in fact that might be the quintessential video game um and they've tried to recreate the magic they've done james bond games then they re they did a release of a game on i think it was ps3 or 4 called goldeneye i think it was in 2007 or 8 right where it was like a recreated Right, but not really. Yeah, um, which upset a lot of people. So this, I'm, I'm in on this. I like this idea. I, yeah. I, I would, I would have loved if they just updated Goldeneye. Of like course. I'm waiting for that. I think, I think they've kind of screwed us with what they did give us with Goldeneye. Um, but yeah, I'm totally in on this. I want to see what they do. I, I like a first-person shooter game. Um, I, you know, I like to. I, I'll do a campaign that's not war, like. They keep giving us, you know, Call of Duties, which are fun. But I think the Call of Duty now is, it's a multiplayer thing. It's like you're doing your zombies. Mm-hmm. You're doing your multiplayer online stuff. I like a James Bond first-person shooter spy thriller game. Yeah, I am, I'm playing it too. I don't even need to add anything else to it. I think that yeah. makes total sense. Um, okay, well, we made some suggestions for each other last week. We did indeed. Neil, you suggested that I watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Work of genius. I suggested that you watch A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. You did indeed. So which do you want to start out with first? What are you in the mood for? I will start out with It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Okay, cool. I feel like this was a missed opportunity. Really? I, yeah. I get what they were trying to do. I get the feels that are supposed to go along with this, but you've got Tom Hanks and the movie's not about Tom Hanks. Like that's your problem. Mm -hmm. So Fred Rogers like touched the lives of millions of people. I think you could say millions. So, you know, and then he's on for decades. He's a genuinely good person. He, you know, be fr- this is actually based on a true story with some elements yes. of, of poetic license. So he befriends this Lloyd Vogel character who I think in real life is Janoku was his last name. Um, but he befriends this interviewer that's interviewing him and he helps him through his life. Uh, some hardship. And his relationship with on. his father. And his relationship with his father. But you did a beautiful day in the neighborhood and you didn't 
you did not make it a biopic on uh, Fred Rogers. Like what? I think part of the reason for that though, is that they had already done the documentary a a year earlier. So that might've played a little bit into it where it's like, we already have that. You don't really need it. But do we need this story? I don't know if, I don't know if you need it. I enjoyed it. Uh, listen, I, I like the, the um, you know, attempt that they made. Right. Um, just kind of knowing we didn't need another just beat for beat biography of, of Fred Rogers. Right. And I kind of liked the, the aspect of, you know, we are going to make him kind of a, tertiary character he's almost mm-hmm. like a little like omnipotent uh, is that how you say it omnipotent yeah he's like everywhere at like once. that like he's he's like all-knowing kind all-knowing. of he's he's the guide for this one guy who's going through his own stuff you were able right. to tell that story but also include mr rogers and and that's and highlight how great he was which was kind of cool and i liked how they threw in a lot of Mr. Rogersy stuff. Like there's some kind of like they hallucination-y did. things where like he's in the show. He's in and the then castle. All of the transitions, Friday. all of the transitions are throwbacks to right. like all the little models that were in the Mr. Rogers yeah. show. So like if they're transitioning to where, you know, Vogel is flying to Right. To Pittsburgh, they cut to the model of the airplane taking yeah. off over the city. Like I liked that aspect, and obviously I love Tom Hanks. Well, look, I thought I think, he was a great Mister Rogers. I think they did a good film. I think he was an excellent Mister Rogers, perfect person to play it. I think the concept um, of Mister Rogers acting as essentially like therapist and emotional guide is a concept that makes sense, but it's a waste of star power. Um, this kid, Ray's, right? Uh, Matthew Ray's, mm-hmm. not I a think great it might be leading Reese, man. Reese, yeah. Um, not a great, okay. like, didn't, didn't captivate me, yep. didn't pull me in. You want to do something interesting? Like maybe you put, uh, you know, like maybe you put a Colin Hanks in there for kind of a father-son hmm. view. Or you get an actor that's, just you know i don't know somebody that's more effusive emotive emotive uh, something like that i he just just didn't do it for me this mm-hmm. i i went in and i think and this was i i was reading a problem that a lot of people had with it uh and they also tagged that a year earlier they came out with a bio epic but we all sat down thinking we were watching a movie that it turned out not to be that's fair i, I, I think don't think fair. they marketed it the well way, enough to, yeah, to convince the way that it actually me. was right. Right, they almost tricked you into thinking that exactly. It was all about they were like, "Look, Fred Rogers. Rogers, Fred Rogers, yeah. remember him?" And then we all bought a ticket, and blam. That's fair. I think that's fair. Although, when you really think about it, who do you like? Is there anybody else that could have played Mister Rogers other no than one. Tom Hanks? No, this way was perfect. That's why. That's why I was the most upset. It was he is perfect but they underused him or misused him because he's already the closest thing we have to like a perfect he's america's person. dad right now yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah 
Okay, well, uh, a bit of a miss this week, but I, I'm miss, still but, I'm still glad you, know, you watched it and you got to see a good it, Tom Hanks performance. And obviously, I'm. It's in never a waste of time to Tom watch Hanks. Tom Hanks. I'll say that it's never a waste of time to watch Tom Hanks. But you watched a classic, sir. I did. I did. And, and what were your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was. It was like a cross between like uh, there was one review that you know that that i saw that was good it was like a little tidbit where it's basically like a cross between the jerk and what about bob yeah i could see that um and yeah i i think it's great like steve martin is obviously awesome and john candy is amazing and um i think my one of my favorite things in the world might be just the the vision of Steve Martin running. Yes. Him running is hysterical. He has yeah. an amazing run. It's it's like the funniest thing in the world. He, he does. That's a good um, point. The, the dynamic between them is great. It's obviously one of those movies where it's like, oh, what else could go wrong? And then something else wrong yeah, happens. Plus you have wrong. like the the unwanted partner aspect of it where it's like john candy he's ruining steve martin's life and steve martin cannot get rid of him for john candy and you still feel bad for john candy and he is a sweetheart even though he's like such a mess of a person um and it was great yeah it was a great movie i really enjoyed it and and so it's 1987 this is a john hughes film which was interesting because that's a little bit of a, of a turn for him because right. he's mostly known for the coming of age teen, teen comedy esque yeah. movies, right? Um, things like uh, Breakfast Club and did he do the um, Sixteen Candles? He did Sixteen I Candles. Think he did. Breakfast Club, yeah, the Brat Pack. Yep, all those movies. So, he it's. And a good, a really great pivot for him. Like I, I he could have done a lot more of those. Absolutely, and and it's, I I really like this movie uh, for many reasons. One, it was like always on growing up when I was watching it. Uh, and John Candy is like at this point in time by 1987, Steve Martin was was already a superstar uh, he was a hugely successful stand-up comedian in the 70s um by the late 70s and all through the 80s he was a movie star making movies and and being you know top billing and now by the late 80s 87 john candy is on the scene as kind of a junior partner but holds his own next to this comedic uh whirlwind of steve martin it was great mm-hmm. And, you know, to John Candy's credit, for someone mm. who only lived to 44 yeah. years old, 43 yeah. years old, he's got, uh, I'm looking at his IMDb, he's got 66 films under, or films or, you know, some sort of yep. TV appearance um, under his belt, which when is he, crazy to think. 
it, that's a, he's an example and, of Hollywood realizing what they had and mm-hmm. putting him in everything. That was literally his first appearance is in a TV series in 1972, and he works all the way through 1995. And in yeah. that time, he's in 66 things. Yeah, absolutely. And that's sneaky too, because you don't realize how much stuff he's actually in. Like how prolific he was, he was. in this movie. He was in Spaceballs. He's in Splash. He's yes. in Uncle Buck. Um, he's in. Uh, cool runnings he, he's, he's in a movie that i love called in what home a, alone yes which he did as a favor he did home alone little shop of horrors yeah he was uh, I, I, he's in a movie called what what about crumb or harry crumb hold on i have to find this now John, because that is who's something. Who's Harry that, Crumb? Who's Harry Crumb? All our viewers should watch Who's Harry Crumb <laughs> because that is an excellent film. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if there's much more to say about this movie. It was a really good yeah. movie. If you I'm haven't glad. seen it, it's good, good uh, Thanksgiving vibes again. Right? They are both on their way to. Um, try to get back to their families for Thanksgiving, or at least specifically Steve Martin character. Steve right. Martin's character is, and um, it's a disaster trying to get back. There's snowstorms and canceled flights, and and but here's exploding the exploding cars the and. <laughs> the, and I love yes, the exploding car scene's genius, and he looks over at John Candy, <laughs> and Jack it like has a vision of him as the devil laughing. I think mm-hmm. it's genius. What is John Candy's job, which you could only have in 1987? Oh, he's a, um, he's a salesman of shower curtain hooks. Of shower curtain hooks. Yeah, I and he's like genius. selling them as earrings to yes. people to get some cash because, of course, they oh. lose their wallets like 20 times. Right. Pure genius. Pure genius. Shower yeah. curtain hooks. Very good movie. Oh I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so... I guess that brings us to this week. I got a good suggestion for you. What do you got for me? Well, uh, as usual, I'm, I'm chalking it up to you and, and, and what you're feeling. I think this is uh, the last week of Thanksgiving-y, family-oriented films before we move to another genre, as it were. So okay. if you've got another one of them up your sleeves, because that's what I'm going to give you this week. Okay, so this isn't, um, is this what I want to give you? Yeah, I think this is something I want to give you. This isn't Thanksgiving related, but this is literally about a family. Okay. Um, They are an elite family. It's a television show. Okay. Um, I know I keep giving you television shows, but that's Mm -hmm. really my alley. Okay. Um, so they are an elite family in the world, and there's a bunch of family dy- horrible family dynamics going on as they're okay. as they're navigating life. Um, it's an HBO television series, so you can stream it on HBO Max. There have been two mm-hmm. seasons so far, still continuing. Right. Um, it's a show called Succession. Ah, Succession. Have you seen any of this show yet? 
I have seen the first few episodes. I have to continue. So would you say this counts? I'd say this counts because I'll tell you what I'll do. I will finish the season and I'll give my opinion on season one. Okay. Okay. Do you remember enough of where you left off? I feel like I do because I think yeah because okay. I think I only made it to like two or three. Because this is probably you know one of my favorite shows in the last couple of years. Oh okay. It is so good. It's so good. I remember I remember it hooking me. I remember it being interesting, and then for whatever reason I fell off. But I don't mm-hmm. think it was because I didn't like the show. You've got I mean you've got uh, Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Uh, you've that's got a very Colton. good. You've got Kieran Culkin, who yes. is something else. His character is something else. And you've got Brian Cox. Brian Cox plays Logan Roy. Is one of my favorite actors. He's, and he's like, he Amazing. is great in this yes. show. He is so yes. good. Um, so we're going we're gonna to count it. We're going to see, watch, you know, this is, we've got Thanksgiving this week. You've got some time off. <laughs> you could bang out a couple episodes. They're, they're not long seasons. I think they're only, um, I think they're only like 10 episodes each. Um, yeah. Pretty I'll sure they're, time. they're 10 episodes each season. So if you can finish season one, uh, that would be a good leaving off point. Season two is is great as well, though. I, I gotta say. Okay, so that's my suggestion for you. Uh, my, you're in watch Succession. My, I will indeed. My suggestion for you: you have HBO Max, correct? I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Then then you will be able to stream this for Frizzle. Um, I'm gonna give you one of my suggestions from last week: Grumpy Old Men. Okay. Comedy. Lighthearted, has some feels, centered on a holiday. I think it's Thanksgiving. Um, and it's got, you know, I'm, I'm a throwback. You know me. I like old movies. We've got um, Walter Matthau. We've yes. got Jack Lemmon, who are both of them American icons. But you've also got um, Kevin Pollack back when they were letting Kevin Pollack be big in movies. Mm-hmm. Daryl Hannah, back when people cared. And <laughs> I think you've also, you've also got uh, international, um, beloved, one-time uh, sex symbol, and margaret Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret. I'm sure. Anne Margaret's from Bye Bye Birdie. She's the girl from Bye Bye Birdie. Gotcha. Now she has obviously aged. Uh, Yes. Yes. Now this was what's ironic or what's interesting. This movie was, I believe, in the 90s, 91 or 92. 93. 93. I was close. And she was playing like a retired older woman then. But mm-hmm. in twenty, in two thousand like eight, she was playing uh, Tim Allen's mother-in-law in Santa Claus Three, mm-hmm. and still looking good. So okay, you know, there you go. 
Well, I am. I'm ready. I'm. I'm ready for a a, a throwback. And it's so, gonna be a fun one too, filled yeah. with com- comedic stylings of Senor Lemon and Mathau. I I'm in on Lemon, Mathau, and Margaret Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. I Kevin, forgot about Burgess Meredith. Kevin Pollock is in this. Yes. I'm just looking at the cast list right now. You've got Sh- Shooter McGavin himself. Christopher McDonald, he's in this. That's right. He is, isn't he? Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Shooter McCavin. <laughs> uh, Burgess Meredith is genius. Burgess Meredith has the best scene in the sequel to this film, Grumpier Old Men. Gotcha. Burgess Meredith, Meredith, for those who may not know, of, of Rocky fame. Rocky fame. He was the penguin in the Batman television series. Yes. Um, Burgess Meredith, genius actor, but he plays an, uh, an agent. He plays Jack Lemmon's father, so he's old. Gotcha. Um, and he's a kind of a, a grizzled, slightly senile, Midwestern uh, old man, and he does an amazing job. Whenever he's on screen, he steals the scene. <laughs> Okay, well, I am, I am ready for it. I, this is this will be good. I'm I'm yes. excited, and this is a Thanksgiving around Thanksgiving time. Is it that- is a holiday? I believe there's they live in. I think it's like Minnesota, so there's snow on the ground like all the time anyway. But I believe it's Thanksgiving, and it's it's very very funny, and it centers on like. Uh, you know, they're fishing buddies slash rivals. So there's, you know, I think, I don't know if this is the one that has ice fishing in it. It's genius. Okay. All well, the elements are there for, for comedy gold. I'm going to watch it myself. I, yeah, I've, I've actually been last two weeks. I've watched my suggestion for you so that we could also talk about it. So I might, who knows? Maybe I'll start watching rewatching Succession, um, so that maybe I'll rewatch season one because it's, it's good to, enough to do that. I may finally invest in HBO again. I have to decide. You you may have to you may have to give me the pros and cons on that one. Yeah, I will. Well, listen, it's a little bit easier for me because my parents already subscribe Very to true. HBO, and so I've because i set up their hbo max for them i snake that take the service charge and i also use it um so i don't know if that's an arrangement you can make with your father i'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure trying to explain what you're doing yeah, there'll be no won't work out very well um Correct. but listen hbo max has a lot of good stuff on it so it might be an investment worth doing at the very least for the next month so that yeah. you could watch Wonder Woman when it comes out on Christmas. And it's, you know, I, I think just $15 for the month alone to be able to see Wonder Woman when it comes out worth is while. worth it because that's what you'd be paying to go see it in the movies anyways. And Fair then enough. you could just cancel it. Fair enough. Um, so that would be my argument for doing that. Um, so you're going to watch Succession. I am going to watch... Grumpy old men. Yes. 
if you are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a good review wherever it is that you're listening from. We're on all of the podcast streaming platforms. Um, you can also find us at Neil's website, glued to the screen.com. That's glued the number two, the screen.com. And with that, we hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. We know you'll be listening to this around Thanksgiving time. With Maybe your whole while you're family. cooking your 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 turkey, just play it on the the speakers that you got drinking, in the house. Drinking your apple pie, Pepsi, and your <laughs> cranberry right. sauce, Coca-Cola, and your bouillon cube Sprite. And just enjoying your Thanksgiving meal with your family and our podcast. That's it. That's what you got to do. We need more listeners, so you might as well. <laughs> might as well just crack open an apple pie Pepsi and just Word sit to our, our peaceful Thanksgiving voices. Our dulcet tones. Um, anyways, we, I know I, I will speak for you, Neil, but we are definitely very thankful for at least the few of you that actually do listen to us Without every week. We hope that as we continue this podcast, we we grow even if it's inch by inch, um, much like the vision does. And yes. until next episode, Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.